Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Emil, and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning at the Night. Episode 26, day 2 of the Global Game Jam at Ateneo de Manila. Okay, this episode is going to be a mix of last episode's coverage and my usual sit-down conversations with people. The second day of the Global Game Jam was kind of a busy day. With the participants buckling down and working on the meat of their games, I really didn't want to bother them too much so they could concentrate on developing their concepts. But with that said though, I did get a chance to sit down with Mr. Carlo Licodine the current chairperson of the International Game Developers Association of Manila. We got to talk about his insights, how he got into the industry, and even the kinds of games he's into. It was pretty fun getting to know one of the organizers responsible for organizing the game jam. I'm also joined by my friend Ares, who is very much moved by Carlos' stories. I think we mentioned that it was a very emotional episode for him during the interview. <laughs> Anyways, first off, you guys should be hearing some short coverage of the second day of the global Global Game Jam, followed by our conversation with Sir Carlo. I really enjoyed our conversation with him, so I hope you guys enjoy getting to know Carlo as well. If you enjoy stuff like this, I'll be bringing you conversations about life and video games every week, so don't forget to subscribe if you can. There's a ton more coverage for the final day of the Global Game Jam, along with three more full interviews, I think, so I still need to figure out the format for that. But for now, let's get to this week's episode, yeah? Here's Emil in the Morning at Night, Episode 26, The Global Game Jam 2016 Day 2, featuring Mr. Carlo Licodine. So guys, I left my ID. Yeah, you left your ID, Ares. So Such a dumbass. <laughs> it's the second day of the Global Game Jam and we're stuck in traffic. Yay. Yay! Yay, Manila! <laughs> Yay, Manila! We're stuck in traffic, but we should be there soon. Um, Very soon. <laughs> I left the actual mic in the trunk, so I'm recording from my iPhone again. Yay! <laughs> See you guys later. Can I do a quick one? Yeah, sure. Wait, I don't know what to say, though. <laughs> oh, that's good, that's good. You don't know what to say. That means it's gonna be natural, right? Oh, and I'm here with my friend, Mike Lou. Um, he's a good friend of mine back, hey. from, back from high school, no? I'm the co-caster here, and I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no idea you'd be here. I bumped into you yesterday and shit. So how's it been? Like, how was it sleeping over here at the Global Game Jam? Did you say sleeping? Did you sleep as in No, actually. I slept for about three hours last night. Oh shit. Okay, so like I'm staring at your laptop here right now. It looks like you're working on a lot of code. Yeah. How's the progress going on your game, man? Uh, you know, I'm a software developer. I'm not, we're the team of two software developers from work. Okay. And the problem with software developers is they don't really care about <laughs> they don't really care about the art or how the game looks like. I mean, we really care, but but you, you know, know, your job is to make sure yeah, shit works. Yeah. Right. And, and and we want our code to look good oh, but no yeah. but you sexy can't code. see the sexy code yeah but mm -hmm. people never really see that <laughs> underappreciated yeah. i see so we need someone actually to tell us you better stop coding like to perfection and just do the game yeah i <laughs> so mean we, dude yeah. it's a game jam you have 48 hours yeah <laughs> anyways thanks for talking with me for a while and good luck man how many hours do you have left uh, i think we have still five tomorrow holy five shit PM. well good luck because it's like 1 p.m already today so you have a bit over a day yeah, yeah. 
Okay, good luck, man. Thanks for talking Thanks. to me. Sure, it is. <laughs> so we're here at the <laughs> second day of the Global Game Jam. Hi, <laughs> Wabe. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Journalism. Journalism. Okay, all of the devs seem to be hard at work right now. Some people are programming, some people are making art assets. Um, some I people tripping on Emil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you made me trip, you fucker. <laughs> but yeah, um, you told me that um, you actually saw some people working with some voice files. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually a surprise because like early, like day one, I was wondering how the sound design is going on with this game jam thing. Uh, that's pretty interesting, seeing them create all their assets. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned to me like you actually saw some people who came ready with some assets. Yeah. yeah. Some, huh. some of them have like pre-made assets, I think. Man, like this being our models. first game jam though, like, I, the, ooh, ooh, ooh. We're, we're looking around right now and people are creating their assets. I see a Kung Fu man, I see a Is man in a salakot, and shit like that. Is that under? Uh, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that was. <laughs> oh shit, my third strike then. Ah, let's <laughs> check it out. <laughs> BRB, guys. <laughs> ah, Nika! Nice to see you again. Yeah, I'm actually hello. recording right now. Oh, okay. So you might want to record this guy. Do you, this have you guy? met him? Yeah. No, I have not. This hello, nice to meet you, Emil. From Altitude Games. Yeah. He's, huh? he's going I'm a game around. Designer yeah. from Altitude Games. Uh -huh. We're actually releasing. Uh, actually, we released a game yesterday at Play Store. It's called uh, Dream Defense. Dream Defense. I saw this during the presentation. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so it's, it's actually in ano Alpha State Palangsha, uh -huh, uh -huh. and it will launch worldwide probably later this year. Oh, that's super cool um on the android yeah yeah android first and then after a couple of months we'll oh. also release it on the uh, he's actually iOS. showing me the game right now yeah. it's picking up quite well on the mic actually <laughs> So wait a minute. So it's out on Play Store. So does Play that Store. mean we can test it out? Yeah, yeah. We can try it out right now. Oh, yeah. super cool. Around asking people to test out the game. Oh, yeah. that sounds awesome. I'm asking for yeah. feedback. You do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna try it out in a bit. Okay, Aris will try out the game for now, and I will return with the feedback. BRB guys. Okay, second day global game jam. How is it going so far, Mr. Huabe? Gutom na ako, tangina. Gutom ka na ba? Oh. Eh, yung mga game jammers natin, gutom na rin ba? Is anyone willing to talk to us? <laughs> yeah. Gutom ka na ba, sir? Of course. How has the second day of the global game jam been so far? It's great. We get to sleep a lot. <laughs> How's the progress on your work going? It's going bad. <laughs> okay, two lines, everyone, two lines. Sir. All right. Uh, we're yeah. hungry. Very. And, yeah. And uh, about the progress of my game, yeah. it's getting very good. Oh, I can't wait to see your games tomorrow and like actually get to play test them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Sounds good. Lovely meeting you, man. Yeah. Ah, ano pa So I am back with Wabe. How has the game been so far, Ash? Sobrang esports. <laughs> Ay shit! Esports ba? Oh, esports ko yan. Nako, pag nahita mo mamaya. Esports ako. 5v5 na to. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, check out those sound effects. Yeah. Mga Dota players pala kayo, ha? Sila lang. Just a really quick mm, one. See. Okay, so we're here, Emil in the morning at night, day two of the Global Game Jam, and we are here with Dino. Dino, Dino from, from Altitude, Altitude Games. Games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Game designer you, from mm -hmm. Altitude. I met you here a while ago, and you told me like 
It's your second day here. I was not able to speak <laughs> with you during the first day. Yeah. So how have these two Game Jam days been so far, man? It's actually pretty exciting because lots of people right now here making games. I think we have a record number of crowds here compared to last year. Around 150. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot more people this year compared to last year. Huh, really? So that's pretty interesting for a Game Jam here at Ateneo. That much of a difference, and, huh? And yeah, a lot of people here um, come from all over the metro. So I think this is a major event here in Game Jam Manila. So far though, since you've been here, like I just got here, man. How do you think the participants have been faring so far with their, you know, theme of ritual and like, have they been making um, Honestly, I haven't, I haven't yet roamed around and played some of their games. So oh, really? Oh, I'm about man. to do that later, probably. Oh man, I gotta check in on you once yeah. you're done with that though. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. It was lovely meeting you and I'm going to roam yeah, around sure. at Thanks. the Game Jam Appreciate even more. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're working on the look. Uh, the, yeah, the graphics. So what's your approach on this? Will it be dark or will it be... Uh, I think it, uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's aiming mostly for fun. What exactly is the genre? Uh, fighting. Fighting game. Fighting game, game yeah. Oh, okay, okay. We should have brought our fucking sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that complicated. Ah, shit. <laughs> okay, goddamn. Uh, I mean, uh, he actually, uh, he said we should make a fighting game, like a full legit fighting game. And then I just thought about, you know, implementing cross-ups, uh, <laughs> target <laughs> combos. <laughs> Never mind. Just, oh, man. <laughs> Never mind. So this is one of the characters, huh? Uh, yeah, it's okay. the uh, fire elemental. Cool. Why is it fire? <laughs> uh, we've got four elementals. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That kind of theming is pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing this game. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. sort of like Nidhogg meets Magicka meets... <laughs> Sort of like Smash Bros, but a lot less mechanics. <laughs> so you mentioned three games with a lot of mechanics, and then said less, mecha less, mechanics. less mechanics. So it's jump kick, <laughs> dive kick rather. It's jump kick. Yeah. I don't know dive kick. It's dive kick without the dive kick. So <laughs> all right, it's mid hard. Okay, it's that sounds great. <laughs> So, second day here at the Global Game Jam, as promised, it's a pretty slow day, huh? Mm -hmm. As expected, because people are still uh, focusing on, you know, the design and whatnot. Okay, maybe, like, a slow day isn't the proper wording. I think, like, it's just... A serious day. It, it's a very serious day, because everyone is very hard at work at their games, and mm -hmm. they're all fleshing out their concepts and actually finalizing their products for the morrow. Yeah, the good thing there is, yeah, finally, they're actually pushing on a theme that they are comfortable with. Yeah, totally. And uh, I see Addis here is playing Binding of Isaac mm -hmm. on my laptop. Possibly a third clear. <laughs> nice. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go check out uh, some people. Covering the event. Yeah. yeah. So, second day here at the Global Game Jam, and we were just actually playing Binding of Isaac, and we were approached by this gentleman over <laughs> here, who seems to know a lot about Binding of Isaac. Uh, I'm Joshua. I'm from ProSensystem Philippines, and I'm here to actually escape software engineering work to do game development. Huh. Because, to be honest, um, I love game development. Yeah, I mean, like, you're here at the Global Game Jam. Everyone yes. here seems to love games a lot. So, how have you been finding it so far? I mean, it's day two, everyone's working hard. How's your team faring? Well, I'm the only one in my team. However, I'll try my best to finish the game and do my best. Oh, wow. A solo yes. participant, huh? Man, that's pretty challenging. Yes. I really look up to the kinds of people that can, like, try to do shit by themselves yes. as well. I mean, like, with the theme of, like, ritual yes. and, like, everything going on so far, what have you had in mind for your game? I shall utilize a microphone to chant a ritual. 
Really? Okay, like, that sounds interesting. In order to win the game, okay. you need to complete a chant. Okay. And the chant must be done for around, for example, a minute. And you shall be interrupted by monsters. So if you have an opportunity to chant, uh-huh. do it. Please. Okay, so you're going to be using um, an interesting input mechanic, such as the microphone yes. and shit. Oh man, I'm so glad to have been able to talk to you. Thank you for approaching our media table here. I mean, like, it doesn't feel like much of a media table right now because only half of us, no, one-fourth of us are here right now. And like, <laughs> I mean, when you when you approached us, we were just playing Binding of Isaac. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, I love roguelikes. Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking earlier about all the cool roguelikes. I mean, like, right now, roguelikes. Isaac is my favorite. I just picked this up the other week, and I've been playing it fucking nonstop. I have no idea why I just picked it up now. Fuck. Uh, I've been playing FTL, Risk of Rain, that kind of shit. What kind of, like, roguelikes do you like? Um, Let's see. Risk of Rain, Rogue Legacy. Yeah, Rogue Legacy. That has yeah. it in the name, right? Yes. <laughs> also, um, I'm trying to make a... You know, breakout like Arkanoid. Okay. I'm trying to make yeah. it like a roguelite game in which there are a lot of items, not just the fire attack. Um, okay. So a roguelike breakout game. Yes. That sounds pretty fun, actually. Yes. Like, I wish you all the luck in your endeavors, and I hope you do a good job yes. here at the Global Game Jam Day Two. Yes. Good luck to making your game, man. It was lovely meeting you. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Okay. This has been the middle of the morning at night at Global Game Jam Day Two. We're out for now podcast about video games uh, suddenly okay. the uh, only under one condition yeah can you like after this can you make like a voice over a trailer oh, voice over movie trailer, trailer. sure <laughs> movie i can trailer. totally do that awesome <laughs> oh that's perfect okay here we are at the global game jam day two and we are here with Pawi. Pawi from play labs right yes what are you guys doing here i see you guys have like a booth set up and everything you guys have cookies yeah i'll try some of our cookies they're really good <laughs> So, what are you guys showing off here today? Well, since we're one of the principal sponsors for Game Jam, and there are a lot of people here, it's like a very great marketing opportunity. Of course. I mean, like, your entire market is here. (laughs) All these people love games. Totally. Yes. And also, we have job openings, Mm -hmm. so they might be interested. And the fact that it's Game Jam, that they have games on hand, they can come to us. Maybe we can help them with publishing. Mm, Yeah, totally. That sounds great. Mm. Um, So, is it your first day here today at Game Jam? Or were you here yesterday? Oh, this is my first day. Oh, yeah. Um, I was actually here yesterday and I didn't see you. And I was just hoping that I didn't miss you yesterday. (laughs) So, this is your first day here, yeah? Yes. Okay, so how are you finding the Global Game Jam so far? Um, I'm actually very impressed yeah it has a, a really homey feel to it you can feel like the participants dedication because it, gosh look there's sleeping bags everywhere. oh yeah it feels like yeah. a giant family sleepover yeah, right it kind of reminds me of when i was doing my thesis here yeah yeah i oh. used to study here in Ateneo. oh okay yeah and we'd actually overnight sometimes oh we that's super cool Adis, do you have any questions for our guest here let me just finish chewing on these <laughs> <laughs> okay uh Adis is chewing on the cookie he will form his thoughts after this okay Okay, so it's the second day and everyone's working hard on their games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be here for the third day for the releasing of the games? Oh, um, sadly, no. Oh, man. Be, but definitely, since everything's going to be documented, I'd want to see the finished products. Yeah, totally. Like, I hear they're uploading all their games and we can all mm-hmm. check them out, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, there's like a certain appeal to uh, handmade um, non-published games. Because yeah. kind of like, you know, um, the same thing where I would rather eat a box of my mom's cookies instead of chips 
sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, when it comes to triple A development, there's mm -hmm. a certain hand that doesn't make it taste quite as good as when mom makes it. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Um, it's not even the graphics or anything. Uh -huh. um, maybe it's just my personal taste. There's always been an appeal to me, but of, the sentimental appeal. Yeah, the sentimental appeal of handmade amateur games. Yeah, I mean, like knowing that a certain small group of people dedicated themselves to creating this product really means something, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, and the fact that they made it in three days. Not to impressive. discount the creation of AAA games and giant studios. I mean, there are people there, but it's just a different process overall. Not yeah. Just that, of course, there's bound to be new ideas. Okay, Aris is done with his cookie. Yeah, I'm done with my cookies. Do you have anything to ask? Well, is there any message that you want to share from PlayLab? Uh, PlayLab's always open. Those homemade games, okay. of course. Um, yeah. We can help you uh, if we see the potential. And we also have job openings. We're looking for new people to join ah, our awesome all team. All right, all right. Uh, we're looking for awesome people to make our awesome company even more awesome. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that sounds like a very proper requirement for your awesome company. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys located again? We are located at Makati City. Makati. It's, um, it's like a 10-minute walk from Greenbelt. Oh, sounds <laughs> like great. So far, that sounds great. It was lovely meeting you, and hopefully I can check in on you like later on during the event. Like, How long are you staying here? Uh, how long I'm are you here guys for the whole here? day. Okay, perfect. Time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. It was lovely meeting you, and I hope to get in a word later on again. Okay? This has been a meal in the morning at night here at the Global Game Jam Day 2. So I just ended up, yeah, talking about like bedtime I, stories, huh? Yeah, I just ended up now. telling a bedtime story for a bunch of lovely ladies from Play Lab. <laughs> <laughs> that was their deal with me to get an interview, read them the three little pigs in an exciting voice. I don't know. And then the wolf died. <laughs> and then the wolf died. That was fun. That was interesting. Man, you know, the thing I really love about this global game jam thing is that, you know, everyone just brought their own gear and they're all set up. And, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, they have little figurines on top of their monitors, shit like that. It really looks like a homey workspace, yeah? Yeah, it's really personalized. Everyone's equipped from, from programming up until, like, sleeping. Yeah, man, like, people brought soft drinks, they have frosted flakes, they have feta, they have all sorts of shit on their tables. And playlists. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, I mean, like, this is our first like global game jam event we're going to and like i'm just really liking the current setup i wonder how the other venues are faring well we'll find out from Hobby and the other guys <laughs> yeah 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 they're visiting <laughs> be right back guys just to check in on you again <laughs> here we are at global game jam day two and here we are checking up with our friend again introduce yourself again man um i'm nj from jru <laughs> i see you're working here on your game is this your game uh, yes. Um, it seems to be, what is this, an FPS? What is this? Uh, FPS and logic game, like you have to solve some problems before you can pass a level. Ah, so like it's an FPS but kind of like puzzles, shit like that, right? Yeah. Oh, sounds pretty cool. I mean, like so far it's really amazing seeing you guys progress with your games and like I hope we're not bothering you too much because like I really want to see you guys progress with your games and shit. How has day two been so far? Since this is my first time, I realized that besides all the fun, it's uh, physically hard yeah it's, it's hard work it's mentally for sure. demanding and just to get our listeners up to speed our friend over here is currently in a sleeping bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah I noticed yeah I, I completely noticed that was one of the first things it looks really comfy man and I'm sure like it is a necessity when it comes to shit like this yeah. gotta be comfy anyways it was great talking to you and I hope uh, you guys get to work on your game I hope it turns out well okay, thanks thanks 
Man, this is one of the few times that I wish that the podcast I ran had um, a video component to it because it's just so awesome looking at all of these game designers, all of these artists, all of these people just like working on their stuff. I wish I could show you guys, but right now you're gonna have to take my word for it. It's pretty awesome here. Later, we're gonna be talking to Sir Carlo and I'm looking forward to that. Sounds super fun. See you guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's... Yeah, I guess we could talk about it. Okay, right, let's keep right. that mysterious for yeah. now. Okay. Should we start? Yeah. Okay, that sounds great. Welcome to another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night, where I talk to interesting people over a cup of coffee at night. And tonight, joining us today is Mr. Carlo... You know what? I did not ask how to pronounce your last name. That's a very interesting last name. I would. Why not? Why don't you try? <laughs> okay, here. Carlo... Lissodine? Wrong. Ah, uh, no, 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 Addis, you try. Lissodine. Wrong again. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm actually surprised because most people actually pronounce it Likudine. Likudine. Like, like Betadine. Oh, but shit. But that's okay. wrong as well. Okay. It's, so, what is the right pronunciation? It's uh, Likudine. Likudine. Uh, it's a very Ilocos okay. uh, name from what I've been told. That's the first time I've heard of this type of name, like Likudine. Like, I've never seen it before. Well, apparently, there's this uh, one really famous artist uh -huh. called Marie Likudine. Marie Likudine. Yeah, she, yeah, she actually, uh, not related to me, but she's very famous in um, uh, artist circles. Apparently, she's uh, no, she makes kids' books. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. I've seen her work. That's really good. Oh, really, man. Really good. And I want eventually to meet her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you guys have the same last name, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really cool. Yung Ma works. Yeah. Okay, so uh, joining us today is Mr. Carlo Licodine. Yes. And joining me today also is Ares, our, our seasonal co-host. Sometimes <laughs> oh, he's here, sometimes he's not. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, uh, Mr. Carlo has been a game developer for five years, and you have been a longtime member of the IGDA Manila. Yes. That is the International Game, game Developers Association. Association of Manila. Yes. And you're the current chairperson, huh? Yes. Okay, so let's get to talking about that. Um, by the way, we are here at the Global Game Jam Day 2, mm -hmm. talking to Carlo. So, how is it being in the IGDA and organizing something like this? Well, I would be frank. It's really, really tiring to be, yeah, to be <laughs> organizing this kind of event because it's uh, one of the biggest events that we have planned every year. Plus, it happens all over the globe, right? Yes. Oh, uh, basically, there's this um, there's this organization called the Global Game Jam, uh -huh, and uh -huh. they manage, or at least they they encourage other sites from all over the world mm -hmm. to follow their format. Yep. So they're the overarching, shall we say, organization that handles each and every site. Ah, so okay. we are just the local site organizers. Is we follow what they're the rules. Uh -huh. in, in exchange, they give us the structure. They give us the uh, help, like connections. And, and so even on. the theme and stuff like that, and right? Even the theme and stuff. I mean, I saw their video presentation yep. Yep. that they that's, sent over. That is from them. Okay, that's like super cool. I yeah. mean, like, man, it, this is my first time at the game jam, mm -hmm. like personally. Mm -hmm. How many years have you guys been doing this? I am actually not really sure. Um, <laughs> the history of IGDA uh -huh. and the okay. history of a game development industry is usually uh, no, um, not that much documented. Oh, because, really? Simply because people were too busy making games before. Um, but uh, from what I remember, I've been here for around five years already. Okay. And I've joined my first game jam on that first year. Oh. So you could say that it's more than five years. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. I mean, before you signed on. I'm yes. sure they were doing things that were similar to this already. Yes, yes. If I can say uh, a, an exact number, maybe around six or seven. 
Okay, so right now we're talking about the global game jam. It's the second day. I see a lot of people like <laughs> in in blankets and sleeping yeah. bags. Is it always like this? It is. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's very. This is a very unique event, in my opinion. Kind of, yeah, kind of. It's like, um, mm-hmm. because, of course, um, some developers we we don't well we encourage people to to get some sleep. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. You, you can't expect them to actually follow you. So what they do is uh, since they they need to create a game in 48 hours, they kind of feel that they don't need to sleep anymore. Uh-huh, Sometimes yeah. to the point that they exhaust themselves. Then later you'll see people like if, even in the middle of the day they're, they're already sleeping because they can't take it anymore. Yeah, but I mean yes, this is a common occurrence in game jams is because the participants are really passionate enough to actually finish the games that they want to do mm-hmm. and um, sometimes at the expense of uh, no, their own health uh, their own <laughs> actually we, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think about it it is a pretty known characteristic when you're a developer mm-hmm. in general to like, not get sleep <laughs> like if you're on a roll pretty sure chances are like you will be continuing stuff like this you won't want to stop yeah. up until like yeah. the sun comes up or oh, whatever man. like you will code if you want to Code. I mean, like I saw someone over there a while ago yeah. coding in a sleeping bag. Yeah, as in he was seated with the sleeping bag on, still doing his tests. Yeah. So that when he falls asleep, he'll just fall down. <laughs> just needs to lie down. Uh, I mean, like okay, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty fun. This is my first time at an event like this. I've said this a million times by now already. Yeah. But like just seeing all of these developers, seeing mm. all these gamers, yeah. all of these people who are passionate about games, just be passionate about games, all in one place. It, it feels like a giant family, a giant yeah, sleepover. Yeah. You could you could say that, especially since you have your organizers as your uh, what do you call them? Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those moms and dads who oh, look yeah. over the, the basically, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and uh, we are the ones who who make sure that they're well fed, you know, <laughs> they get their sleep, and so on and so forth. That's mm-hmm. You guys do hand out the food. Yeah, right. we do, and the coffee, which we are enjoying right now. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much for that's, the free coffee. That's actually in the checklist of um, game jams. That's on the top. Oh, well, uh, coffee? So, coffee, if there's no coffee, it's the end of the world. Right? Oh, man. So, well, yeah. here at Emil in the morning at night, we like to enjoy a nice cup of coffee then, while having a conversation. So, thank great. you. That's great. Uh-huh. Okay, so we've talked about the Global Game Jam a lot so far. Mm-hmm. What's been happening, things like that. But I'd like to get back to you, actually. Okay. So, you've been a game developer for five years. Something, somewhere around that number. What have you been working on? Or, like, what is your main interest when it comes to being a game developer? It has changed. My, my goals for game development has changed from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was starting out, like they say, for example, in my first year, five years ago, when I was still in college, uh-huh. I wanted to learn it because during that time, there were no game development courses yep, yep. that I can afford. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was very specialized back very then. Very specialized mm-hmm. and very, um, uh, only a few, Only I think it was only one school, it was LaSalle that was offering that course. Mm-hmm. So I had to decide whether I want to go to LaSalle or just change my course. So what I chose was, uh, well, computer engineering because uh-huh. I thought it has the computer word on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we would touch on games. Yeah, I mean, right. like back in our day, we had that mentality, right? Yeah. As long as it had computer Computer in it. Yeah. My hope, my chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns out everybody else we were disappointed. But the funny thing here is that I actually learned a lot from my course and I was able to use this going forward with my career. Okay. But I actually really, really wanted to be a game developer. So I ditched that career and became a game developer. You know, you know, I've been looking at your profile yeah. since earlier. Like every time I read that specific part, it, it really moves my heart. It because really... 
because resonates I'm, with you. Yeah, yeah, because I'm IT. Uh-huh. I've always wanted to be part of like game dev yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, so far I've I've been stuck. Yeah, yeah. You, you have yeah. yet to bite the bullet. Yeah. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. You can though. You you can. It's been well. I don't want to say it's easy, but um, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> it, it it was easy for me because it was an easy transition when I was looking for an OJT training. Uh-huh. It just so happens a position opened up at okay. this local game development company. I was like, and since I was already learning game development during my free time, I gave it a shot. And uh, immediately after that, when I graduated, I got this position. So it was my fast track, a quick switch from, <laughs> from computer engineering to game development. So that was pretty lucky for you, huh? Yeah, very, very. Then again, you could say that it, it's not much more of a, about luck. I actually sought out mm-hmm. those companies. Plus, you took the risk. I took the risk, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, like, when you're so interested in games and things like that, I'm sure it's what you surround yourself yes, with, right? Yes, yes, So yes. I'm sure you brought the opportunity upon yourself. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. It's, um, I've been actually really engrossed with game development that it kind of... Uh, it kind of affected my studies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the usual stereotype. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. It took me 10 years to finish a four-year course. So so there's okay. that. I've been focusing more on the game development. And uh, looking back, I, I can say that um, I'm not really that regretful. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was well yeah, worth it. It was well worth it. I mean, it's a good thing that I used the time to actually improve myself than... I don't know, just go to bars or anything. I'm, I'm not saying that that's... That's a bad that's lifestyle. A bad yeah, lifestyle, yeah, of course. But, but that's what I chose. It's yeah. different for everyone. Yes, and I'm yes. sure those extra six years you took playing games like offered a lot of insight into games. It did. I, I feel that I'm actually in a nice position or in a very different mindset because I went through all those different experiences. I became a student. I tried it out, self-taught. Mm-hmm. I then eventually joined the IGDA Manila mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and learned a lot some more. I've joined an actual company. So I've been through all of those steps and eventually I became an independent developer. Ah. So I guess what I'm saying is I've gone through the different phases that normally other people would just be a professional. They haven't gone through the... Yeah, exactly. To be a student like that. Actually, I'm very curious though. I mean, you're a game developer. Yeah. You make games for a living. You organize events like this for a living. But like for you personally, what kind of games do you like? What do you play, man? Mostly... Uh, puzzle games. Really? Yeah. Puzzle games? Okay. And it's actually the first game I released. It's a puzzle game. Aside from that, it's more on, you could say, uh, like XCOM. XCOM, XCOM. Yeah. alright. The yeah, strategy yeah. game. Strategy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's more, I, 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 I lean more towards the slow thinking games. Dota, I, I can't handle that. People hate <laughs> Dota. So yeah. no twitchy stuff. No twitchy stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I try, but I fail. So. We are on the... <laughs> we, we understand each other yeah. there. Whenever yeah. I play Dota, I lose friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at yeah, it. Yeah. Oh man. But like you can't ignore how big it's gotten these days, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the MOBA scene is kinda insane these days. Yeah, it's it. it has spawned different it's it, it in itself it spawned as a separate genre. Like, then eventually even an industry, yeah. Even an industry, mm-hmm. then there are more different, different flavors. Kind of flavors of MOBA, <laughs> yeah. like the first person MOBA and so on. Yeah, yeah. actually. So so it's it's a really really fun to look at the history of MOBAs, mm-hmm. how it started mm-hmm. as a, uh, from what I remember, it's a StarCraft mod. Even before, oh uh, no, even before it was a war- Frozen Throne mod, uh-huh. it was a StarCraft mod. It was a WarCraft mod. Oh, uh, alright. Correct me 
uh, whoever's listening, correct me. <laughs> yeah, but, we're we're gonna be receiving some messages. Yeah, I bet, <laughs> okay. I bet. But um, it 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 was already a thing even before the Frozen Dota mod. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. looking back at that, I was really fascinated about the history of MOBAs because it kind of showed you how experimentation can actually lead to bigger things. Mm. Actually, that mm. is the amazing thing about mm. it because it was just a mod. Yeah. Yes. Just like building off the base game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think about it, just having that copy, it actually spawned a game dev. Yeah. A game actually. developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just with those tools, tools that yes. the people gave. That's the reason why for these kinds of um, events, game jams, it's really important for developers to actually experiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we have themes, we have restrictions, like say, for example, uh, you can't have more than six teams so that... Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, you, you, can have, you can't have more than six members in, in one a team. team. In a team. That way, they can be split up. Mm-hmm. Because if, if they try to work with a team that they already are familiar with, uh-huh. it kind of limits the experimentation. It's going to be like the same thing all yes, over again. Yes. So, so why not try something yes, different? So all the rules here in the Global Game Jam, or mostly in all the Game Jams, are to encourage experimentation. Okay. Because it is these experimentations that actually spawn those really crazy ideas, but <laughs> it really works. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys played the I Am Bread? Yes. yes. That's a Game Jam game? Uh, not sure, but I'm just pointing out that it's a experimentation. Oh yeah, I mean, like, indeed. That's <laughs> really goofy. Yeah. Well, a game jam game is a surgeon simulator. Surgeon simulator? It was a huh. game yeah. jam game. Yeah. Oh, I had mm-hmm. no idea. That blew up all over YouTube. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm pulling this out of my ass again. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> More facts with Carlo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun facts. So um, I don't mind being corrected on that. But yeah, I mean, I guess my point is. It's more on uh, experimentation, mm-hmm. and uh, I really love it when people try to experiment on new mechanics, new storytelling techniques, mm-hmm. new ways to, to do sound and so on. It's because this is where we will get those really awesome experiences. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, really I mean, unique results. And I guess since now, there are a lot of game developers already. There are mm-hmm. a lot of young game developers. And most of the genres that we're already used to have already been... Uh, have already been like squeezed Ex- squeezed yeah. in explored and yeah, that's yeah. why I think that's the reason why game jams are also becoming so popular and it, important and important mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's because of that I mean it forces experimentation and there are a lot of great output that come out from game jams it has been proven time and time again <laughs> I am for, sure yeah, yeah. I mean with so many great minds in one place trying to bring out a product in a like within 48 hours within yeah. a time <laughs> limit mm-hmm. you're gonna come out with some pretty interesting ideas yeah well most of the time some <laughs> end up with shit but regardless of that sometimes of course people feel down after oh I was not able to finish my game uh, or okay. they're like I'm not really that proud with my game I always tell them that hey you you did your best it's 48 hours hey that, you came you you came. Yeah, that was that was already a good step. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And um, I guess what I always tell them is that you took that first step, you tried it, you failed, but at least you tried it. That's what's important. Hmm. And you were just talking a while ago about like how the exploration of new mechanics mm-hmm. and like because we were talking about like Dota and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And how they explored new mechanics within an already established rule set. Yeah. And you were talking about how you love exploration of these mm. new things, yeah. these new narratives. And actually, I have nothing against triple A titles. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing against triple A games and stuff like that but I've really been finding more enjoyment within the indie scene because like (laughs) honestly it's it's where I find new things. It's where I find interesting things. And it's where, um, I guess the reason for that is because the independent scene just have the wiggle room to ah, actually experiment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tri- AAA, they can't risk it. Uh, they can't risk creating new mechanics at the 
at the expense of maybe it won't work. Yeah, and, would, and I mean like you have a boardroom, you have yeah. like publishers yeah. breathing down your neck. So I guess there's this kind of healthy relationship between mm -hmm. the AAA companies and uh, in, uh. In the independent scene, wherein the independent scene does the does the, the experimentation for them. Then mm -hmm. the AAA not really copies it, but um, Learns. Embra embraces. Okay. That's why you could see some big companies mm -hmm. um, sheltering small independent studios. Huh. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. And it and it has that really good relationship uh -huh. between the two of them because both of them actually benefit from it. The small independent studio gets some funding, gets some office space in this big company, and the, the big company can get to see if a certain mechanic will work or not. Mm, yeah. Uh, but of course, this doesn't happen yet here in the Philippines. But it does happen in, in other countries. Yeah. I said a while ago, I have nothing against AAA games, mm -hmm. but like ridiculously, like for a guy that runs a video game podcast, uh -huh. I actually don't have a PS4 or <laughs> like an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any of the, like my last console. I've said this on the podcast so many fucking times, but just to tell you, yeah, go ahead. I don't have any of the latest consoles. I only have a PS2. And why is that? <laughs> I've just been a PC kid. Oh, okay. Like I've just been straight up PC, plus I'm more of an MMO type player. Mm -hmm. But these days though, I haven't had time to play MMOs and shit mm -hmm. like that. That's why I said like I love the indie scene because- Usually uh, it's, it's bite-sized Yeah, games. it's bite-sized. I mean like now that we're adults and like mm -hmm. we don't have as much time as mm -hmm. before, yeah. um, you I really- I to that. Yeah you, yeah, you really crave for those like bite-sized experiences. And like, it's not that I don't want to spend 72 hours in a game, I do. Mm. <laughs> it's just that you, you can't. I, you uh. can't these days. But I find that these indie studios are able to deliver an interesting experience within a small amount of time. Let's yeah. say, like I enjoyed Bastion so much. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Transistor mm -hmm. so much. You know, titles like that, just being able to push the narrative in an interesting direction yeah. and like exploring that new way of storytelling through mm -hmm. reactive narrative. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you played Bastion? Yeah, I have. It was super cool, right? Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. like, it was a very interesting way to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they tried anything super new. It's still an isometric RPG. Yeah, yeah. You just click and fight and like, it's fun. But, but their extra touch, that that additional flair. That, that <laughs> just that one thing they added. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, just the reactive narrative yeah. changed like, it. Like the time when, when you jump off the yeah. stage. Then the kid died. Yeah. Just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. Oh man, like speaking of games though, what have you been playing? Like recently? Hmm. <laughs> I've been playing. What was that? What was that? Oh, uh, lately I've been actually been playing more um, uh, narrative games. Narrative games? Tell like. Oh, Tell Tell Tales. Tales. Okay, okay. Uh, I know I did not say that they were my favorite, but uh, lately I've been kind of moving towards um, narrative games. Uh, much games, much huh? more because usually right now, you, you actually said this a while ago. Okay. We don't really have much time. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really have much time to actually do side quests and so oh, on yeah, and so yeah. forth. And narrative type games tend to have a more focused experience. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily linear, but yeah, focused. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly, focused. exactly. That's and I, important. And, and, I, and, and I really like that. And because it's focused and because it's, you could say, shorter, mm -hmm. it allows me to have that experience that I can be able to finish it and have that fuzzy feeling inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I finally okay. finished so, it. So like, what Telltale game have you been playing lately? I've been playing The Walking Dead. I'm, Walking uh, Dead, Yeah, okay. it, it's been a while since I last um, continued it. But <laughs> 
but uh, I'm on my fourth season. Oh I'm man, like mistaken. the only Telltale game I've ever played is the first episode of Wolf Among Us. Ah, okay. that was the only one I ever played. That's the next one in my uh, my to do my playlist. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like I don't have any opinions on this. What's your opinion on the Walking Dead series so far? It's really great. I mm -hmm. mean, I guess the best thing that I the, the best experience that I got from this game is that it's really simple. Yeah, for sure. You just have to go through the story. Usually pick four options. And that, that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh -huh. it's, you, you just need to pick an option. Kind of forces you, it, it forces you to actually think about Yeah, for what, sure. What are the repercussions yeah, if the I repercussions? pick B? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I always love telling the story wherein there's this one part in the game wherein, I'm not gonna spoil it, okay, but okay. there's one part in the game wherein you need to decide. And I was like, it took me I don't know, an hour? <laughs> the game was just waiting for my input and was like thinking about it with like, well, if I do this and I... Mm, and I'm about to click then... Uh, it, it, it's one of those feeling that, that it gives you the the decision. It's very simple. You have uh -huh. to decide. You yeah, just exactly. have to decide. But it gives you... it. it forces you to put an, an emotional effort yeah. and thinking to that decision. I think that's something games always try to struggle with. Like yeah. being able to impart that sense of agency. Mm -hmm. That sense that, oh, I can choose. Mm -hmm. I, I I can affect this. Because gaming as an interactive media, like it, it matters so much more yes. when you feel like you have a stake in it, yeah. you know? But it goes a step higher if you can have that agency plus the connection with the player. You know, yeah. that emotional value. I think value. that's what made Walking Dead a really effective game. Mm -hmm. It's because especially the main character with the relationship with Clementine. I, I actually love this. There's this talk from Telltale. Okay. They gave a game development talk about why they chose Clementine. What are the steps that they did to make sure that you, the player, would love Clementine. Would care about uh, her. Care actually about her. care about her. Yeah. Actually okay. care about it. And, and this was a uh, video online. It's a game developers conference. It's uh -huh. a worldwide conference. And um, I got an access to watch this video I don't I don't know if it's free online but maybe if you guys are interested you could check it out yeah, yeah uh, man, basically sure. it's, it's Walking Dead something something about Clementine uh, game developers conference so they had a formula I really want yeah, that they, they have a formula I really want to see that not really a formula but more like, like they, they these are the steps it. we took yeah, yeah. They, they explored it they tried it out they, they tried to see if, <laughs> if, it, it, if, if it would evoke a certain yeah. feeling from the player oh man that and, is really interesting because if you think about the average player would not what, even have that not thing even in notice. his mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is the most important thing that the Telltale games have mm. brought us because it really highlights the importance of good writing yes. in yes. video games. Yeah. Because like a lot of people will tell you that, oh, you slap a spaceship on, you make it shoot lasers, <laughs> you make it kill aliens, boom, video game. Yeah. No, uh, like, sure, that can be a video mm. game. But like, being able to have good writing in a video game, being able to tell a good narrative in a video game is very important in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, games like Undertale these days, mm. amazingly oh, written. Undertale. I haven't played it. So <laughs> I know I should, but I'm really, really busy, but I'm planning to. Oh man, like, that is my favorite game of 2015, so I highly I should, recommend it. I should really you know, check on that. Uh, just to add to that, um, uh -huh. I, I mentioned that mm -hmm. there's this conference and uh, being a game developer I really really like 
these uh, deconstruction of how game developers actually work on their games. Yeah. Because being a gamer and a game developer, it gives you like an appreciation of, oh, so I guess that's why they did that. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. that's why there there's a train over that and that section is because they were trying to hide something else. Uh, or, 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 or why are there certain areas in the game where there's always a save station before a final boss? Or sometimes why did they choose to not have a save on this particular one? So it, it's one of those things that being a game developer, I really, really like watching those kinds of, um, of discussions. Talks, discussions. Yeah, yeah. Here's another example. Okay. Have you guys played... Um, Jetpack Joyride on yeah. the mobile phone. Oh, fuck. I love Jetpack Joyride. All right. It then, took my life for a quick bit, like yes, a lot. And like everyone did. So you notice that every time that you die, it doesn't end immediately. Yeah, you get that little slot machine thing. No, right? and oh, not that's, even. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, okay. say for example, the if screen you, still scrolls. The screen still scrolls. You can see your character bounce on bouncing, the floor, yeah. bouncing, okay. and something happens, and you want to continue again. Yeah. Ah, all right. And um, the developer actually said this: that if you want your player to actually play again, uh -huh. you need to place the replay button on the lower right all the time, so that imagine when you're playing. Oh, I I, I died. <laughs> Oh. You tap, you tap on that same exact position all the time. For our listeners, yeah. Carlo is holding up his hands in a controller-like fashion, and like he has he's an air down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like with your hand position, basically. Yeah. The great thing about that is that they actually told developers that if you want players to be able to play your game again immediately, you need to cut down on where they need to click again yeah. in order to play fast enough. Uh -huh. Because if let's say, for example, if you die, you need to click on the upper right. Ah, uh, you mm -hmm. need to click on the lower left. It's too far. It's it's too far and the engagement lowers down. Yeah. There's a term for that. I forgot. Like iteration time, was it? Like, I'm not sure. I completely forgot the I'm term for sure. that. Yeah. But these are one of the talks that we game developers actually try to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is a way for us to actually engage the player some more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I really, really love watching because being a gamer myself, I'm like, huh, so I guess that's why they did that. <laughs> yeah. Put that in my tips list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I unconsciously actually use it in my own game. Oh, yeah. man. So it's it's, uh, it's it's really fun. So I guess what I'm saying is that if you are a gamer and you have um, you have a certain you notice something, huh? Why did they what? Why did they do that? Uh -huh. or, then usually there's always a reason for why a certain thing is that way in uh -huh. a video game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I've had this conversation with other people before, and like we always find it amazing to see like the strings in the background, mm -hmm. the things holding up the yeah. the show basically. Mm -hmm. But like I've had this discussion, and for me, like as a consumer, mm -hmm. on the other hand, I find it to be like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because understanding more about the game is fascinating. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, it's detrimental to your fun, to your, to your experience. Your viewing experience. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, as a developer, or if you just, like, I'm not a developer, but, like, I like to study these things because mm -hmm. I like to understand the medium I love. Yeah. Gaming. But, like, just knowing about certain things just makes me think, like, Ah, that's why they did that. But and then it takes me out of the yeah, story. Yeah, it kind of detracts you from the experience. Yeah. And I guess it's it's more like how how you deal with it. I am lucky enough that I can be able to switch the game developer side oh, man. on and off. All right, uh, yeah, that's yeah. A skill. I, I, then again, it really depends on. Usually, when I play, it's it's the time when I can't really think that much anymore. <laughs> end so, of the day, yeah, yeah winding so down. End of the day, so, so like usually I just let myself zone out. Ah. So I guess it's an important skill because there are certain 
game developers who can't turn it off and they actually say that it actually ruins the experience for it them. It ruins a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, like, I've talked to some people, like, they're filmmakers and things like that. Studying film has completely ruined movies for I them. Can yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. I can understand that. I mean, it's a different experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people have told me, like, they'll be watching a movie and they'll be watching, like, for example, let's say Mad Max. Mm. And I'm like, after the movie, I'll be like, oh, dude, that was a really fucking awesome movie. And then he'll be like, uh, um, I was just too obsessed with the angles. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like basically, their head just like <laughs> is viewed from the camera. And yeah. It's just an amazingly different experience being a developer and a consumer. Yeah. So so far, we've talked about the global game jam. Mm -hmm. We've talked about everything going on here. It's pretty great. Like it's super fun. Yeah. And we've talked about your interests and game development in general. Yeah. Okay. We will be back after a few messages here on the Meal in the Morning at Night with Mr. Carlo. We'll just be taking a short break. Yeah. It's BRB. You're listening to Emil in the Morning at Night. Honestly, I don't have much to say here just yet, but if you have any ideas or if you would like me to talk about your stuff in this section, send us an email over at emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Now, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far, so let's get right back to it. Welcome back to Emil in the Morning at Night. We are here with Mr. Carlo Licudine. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Licudine. There we go. Licudine. There you go, goddammit. With Mr. Carlo Licudine. A while ago, we were talking about the Global Game Jam, and yeah. actually, we led off with like being a game developer and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But like, I'd like to bring it back a little. Sure. You've been a game developer for five years. I'm sure you've been a fan of games for a very long time. Very long time. What got you into gaming? Has this always been a thing for you? Like, what did you grow up on? That kind of huh. thing. The very first memory that I have of games is when our family okay. actually started a family computer business. Really? Huh. Yeah. Like a computer shop? Like, like a computer shop. Back okay. in the days, it was family computer and there were TVs all around. Really? And, and being a kid, of course, that, that was heaven for me. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. I can play whenever I want, <laughs> only as long as there's no customers. So. <laughs> Sometimes that rule doesn't get followed, but so it, it's 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 um, I've been playing a lot of those games, Mario, the climber, the, the, the climber, ice climbers, ice, ice climbers. climbers. There yeah. you go. So you were a NES kid, yeah? Yeah. You could say a NES kid, yes, but eventually my dad brought home a PC. Oh, all right. And I was able to actually learn that system. Uh, I was taught how to actually just a few commands in MS-DOS. And uh, he always brings home diskettes with, ah, with, games, with in games in it. And it's one of those, I guess, maybe my, my very first foray into computers. Uh -huh. Eventually, I was already doing all of the stuff. I, mean, I would plug it in. I, I learned how to actually format, copy, and paste yeah. all of my stuff. And this was back... Grade three, I guess. That oh was man, years yeah. ago. And pretty good skill to be learning at grade three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it started off from there. I've been playing Commander Keen, oh, um, Doom, Wolfenstein, and, and, and those kinds of stuff. Oh man, um, that's really interesting. Cause a while ago you said mostly you're into the puzzle stuff, but you grew up with Doom and Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It, my fascination for puzzle games is just recently, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it kind of evolved. My, my taste in games kind of evolved over time. Mm -hmm. More like in the earlier days, it's it was more on exploration. I wanted to try it all. When it came to high school, I kind of got into RPGs. I think mm. everyone did. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone did. That was around the golden age of, yeah, of Final RPGs. Final Fantasy VII, yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy VIII. 1998, best year in video games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got into Suikoden, Wild Arms. All the shit we love, yes. basically. Yes. Xenogears? Xenogears? Xenogears. Xeno 
Gears. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I okay, was not good. able to finish it though. Oh, so... that's completely yeah, normal. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard it's four discs. No, no, no. I, it's actually just two, two discs. discs. Two discs. Two discs. Okay, two okay. Discs. Why did I think that it was four discs? <laughs> so from RPGs, what brought you to puzzle games? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I guess it, it's more that I don't have much time anymore. Ah, that, that is very true. That I go to uh, bite-sized games that I could actually play just for a little while. It fits your schedule. It, it kind of, it kind of does. It kind of does. Does it have anything to do with the type of games you develop, though? Not really. The type of games I develop are really varied. Actually, uh, we haven't asked. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what type of games do you develop? Oh my god. Uh, well, it, again, it's varied. It was different depending on where I was in the point uh. of my life. Back when I was in college and was self-learning, most of the games that I tried to make were really big, super ambitious games. Ah yeah. Right? I mean, of course, everyone starts. Everyone off wanted to make the next Final Fantasy. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I later realized that that's not um, entirely possible. Possible with just one person. Uh -huh. So um, it, it was more of a, an exploratory phase for me during that time. Mm -hmm. Then I got a job at a company that makes games for clients like Nickelodeon, ah. Cartoon Network. So it's more kids games. Uh -huh. Yes, it's kids games, but I actually learned a lot from these games because since they're kids games, they're generally smaller and mm -hmm. easier to finish. Exactly. And it's because of that that I was able to learn the process from start to finish. Oh, wow. Yes, because let's say, for example, if we made games for AAA games, usually, uh, usually... It's a long span of time. It's a long span of planning, time. planning to development, testing, And there are a lot of change of hands, usually. So most of the time, you don't get to finish what you started. Yeah. Because sometimes developers get tossed around on different projects. They will change a lot developer of, teams. A lot of contractors as well. That's exactly. why not, not everyone's going to be part of the game once they start. And not, at the same time, these kind of projects can be very piecemeal. You handle that part of the game, I'll handle yes. this yeah. part of the game. Yes, I guess that's the biggest skill that I learned is mm -hmm. because I was able to go through all the process from start, pre-production, to production, to post-production, to, to actual mm -hmm. release is that mm -hmm. it gave me a different experience or a, a different skill set. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the games that we made here are small games like Candy Crush type of games. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. um, Flappy Bird. <laughs> no, not really Flappy Bird, but we actually made a game like a do you know do you guys remember the Diner Dash game? Yes. yes. Kind yes, of yes. games like that. Okay. It, it was really great. Now, I left that company All right. to start my own with a friend, mm -hmm. with a partner. Mm -hmm. And now, since I feel that I'm already ready or, or I've accumulated enough experience making small games, I'm now ready to make a to bigger make a one. Bigger one. Ah. So, so for this one, we have in Mindcake Games, that's our company. Mindcake Games? Mindcake. Why is it called Mindcake Games? I, I'll explain later. That's All a whole right. other yeah. story. Okay. It's a, I, I, we're we're currently making a, a projected one year to two year game. Okay. Huh. So yeah, it's a, it's a big project. It's a kind of big project, but it's a small team. So you could see that it's not really, the games that I make is not really what I like. Really? But okay. It, it's more like uh, what it is needed at that time. So basically what is possible. What is possible or what I actually really want. You know, I really like that about you because like so far you're like, it seems all coincidental and shit <laughs> like that. But like <laughs> you seem to be on like a really good roadmap of like growth in a sense that first you started with computer um, engineering, computer engineering mm -hmm. and then you moved on to like working with a games company yeah, and then yeah. from 
small games to big games and like everything just Branching seems to be falling in own. place for you mm -hmm. and at the same time like I like that you started with a small game so you have an understanding of the work process yeah. and now you're trying to tackle a bigger one you, you could say that it's not much of a coincidence it's just that maybe I also willed it that way yeah exactly I mean, uh, like we said earlier mm -hmm. huh? uh, it, it's not always let's say for example I could choose not to start my own company uh -huh. and just stay in, in, the, yeah. in my company yeah, yeah for sure but I actually saw that that's what I felt I, I, I think I, I can do bigger games now I ah. think I can I can separate myself from uh, try something new I really like how you have a realistic grasp on mm -hmm. how to do things and like being able to gauge yourself is a very important skill in this industry it's an important skill that I actually learned the hard way oh really why yeah, um, let's say for example uh, I did say that I wanted to make an RPG or a really big game when I was starting out and I later learned that it wasn't really possible so I actually had a whole string of projects that I started but never finished uh, and that, that is the sickness yeah that is the sickness uh -huh. and um, it kind of there was this one time that actually clicked with me that this has to end Mm. And um, it's because of that that I was, I don't know what specific thing that forced me to actually change my habit, but I guess it kind of presented itself. There's this one game jam that I actually joined and I made this game and people actually liked it. And people saw the potential and they told me, okay, why don't you make that game? And it was at that point in time where I was really, really saddened that I had the strings of games that I was not able to finish. Uh -huh. So for this game, I decided, okay, I need to finish this in this time span and I need to do it. And I was able to do it. It was that. And at first, I wasn't that great. But now I learned that the biggest thing is always finishing what you start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like pushing through. We mentioned this earlier, but that really is a common sickness when it comes to this industry, yes, huh? Yes. I mean, like, some people can be such perfectionists that they feel like, um, I'm speaking from personal experience, yes. <laughs> uh, that when they want to produce something, they can never really release it because they feel like it's never done. Yes, and uh, I think I don't, it's an important skill to have to actually accept that you can't make a perfect game. You can make something and you can still be proud of it. Uh -huh. I mean, the, the game that I released that I was talking about, it took a, a year to make, but I feel that it still has room for improvement. Uh -huh. If I still try to continue to work on it, it will never get finished. Exactly. So I had to have an internal consideration <laughs> yeah. that no, you have to accept. I have to accept that <laughs> this, this game is, is done. This, yeah. is, this you game have to move is on. done. I have to move on. <laughs> and I, I can say now that it actually was a great decision for me. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because yes, it's flawed. It's not the best game, but at least I can finally say that I have finished something. something. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very important feeling in my opinion because nothing's better than being able to feel that you finished something. Yeah. Okay, bringing it back to what's happening here currently, mm -hmm. like this game jam, this global game jam, yeah. we're here day two and we have like what? Um, less than 24 hours before this is done? You could say, yeah, 23 hours. Yeah, 23 oh. hours before <laughs> this is done. So that really ties into what we're talking about right now, mm -hmm. that you need to learn to finish your games because yes. that's actually something that the Global Game Jam really enforces. Yeah, really forces it really forces the player to actually think about it, that there are some things that you can't really finish. Finish, exactly. But 
you can finish something acceptable enough yeah within that can, time that you can be proud of at least right? i think that is an important lesson that game jams teach i mean like i've tried to do a game jam before we got completely sidetracked <laughs> completely distracted okay. like we all just ended up playing video games afterwards and like we had a whiteboard like we had ideas laid out yeah. people started working on assets and things like that but then like eventually we were just like no one's enforcing anything yeah. so <laughs> donna's giving me the finger right now because she worked on the art assets and no one else did any work <laughs> okay but yeah but when you're in an event like this surrounded by other developers yeah. and like you have like a body enforcing rules and things like that it's a very positive environment yeah. for actually learning something yeah. you know and like i think one of the biggest things that the game jam can teach you is to finish something yeah perfect um Anis, do you have any questions i'm actually curious about the whole composition of the game jam as Go. well because like majority of people here are developers sound designers like graphic designers yeah. right and i'm pretty sure that this game jam is open for everyone who wants to make a game yes even if you don't know how to make a game all right so even right. if you're not an industry professional you're yes. welcome yes uh -huh. but so i'm actually just go. curious there so like chances are there has been people here who aren't exactly that in tune with development that joined in yes there have been instances where that is the case all right some even come in with zero knowledge oh really knowledge. yeah so what we do with that is that before joining we always encourage them to okay you don't know anything yet so why not take the time from the time that we announce it take the time to actually read up on something study uh, basically to, to study i mean right now it's easier because there are a lot of tools available for free yeah online. so many free engines yeah, these days that yeah. you could actually learn in just a weekend or maybe a week mm -hmm. and be able to create a really good a really acceptable game yeah i guess some people come in expecting oh maybe i could learn something from it but that is like not, a workshop yeah that's not <laughs> Not the, 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 the purpose yeah, of yeah. this of game jams. Mm -hmm. it's, it's expected that you know something so that you could be able to collaborate and create and create, and create something. Yeah. You know, I just can't fathom the idea of joining a game jam with zero knowledge. That's just like so intimidating to me. Because <laughs> like when I got in here the first day, I got in here like while everyone was still yeah. prepping up. The participants started to stream in. They brought in mo like I'm looking yeah. at them. Right now. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at their fucking setups. All their and, setups. Like, their CPUs, their monitors, their keyboards. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like they brought like half their house. <laughs> <laughs> it's bananas. Yeah, yeah, and like that is the first time I'm experiencing something like this, like besides a land party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's amazing. They brought all their equipment and I just can't imagine somebody with zero knowledge walking in here with a pen and paper. Yeah. And then they're like <gasps> Wait, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> they're like, oh, everyone else brought computers. <laughs> I'm a chef. I only brought a spatula. What? <laughs> well, I guess there are experiences like that. But most of the time, when that happens, we tell them, okay, you don't know anything, but I guess you know enough about games yeah. to be the idea guy, you could say. All right. right? Uh -huh, so so uh -huh. we encourage totally. them, okay, you don't know how to code. Can you write? Can you draw? Uh -huh. No? Maybe, you, maybe to... you can write a story. Uh, then maybe you could do that. If you know not, how to art? <laughs> yeah. maybe, um, maybe you could do something else. So we still encourage them. Maybe they could make a story, maybe they can come up with ideas, uh -huh. or maybe they could actually be a project manager. So everyone can still join, but again, we encourage people to actually to have actually some knowledge. Have right. some, some knowledge. knowledge because uh -huh. this is not a workshop. I mean, it would be nice if we could do that, wherein we could teach you beforehand, but uh, game jams are not. <laughs> that is that. like, there are other events for that. Yes, basically. correct. Uh -huh. Exactly. Game jams are like to actually put it into practice. 
Yes, but we're not barring those people of from Of course, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Like, I'm, I'm feeling a very welcoming vibe from very, this event very, right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, so, mm? like, I, I also have another question. Like, in line with that, though, let's say, yeah, you're, I don't know, a mathematician who actually has that passion for making games, but mm-hmm. still do not have any idea on how to start with that. What would you suggest? Mathematician? Uh, it's always... Well, a, it's not exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't I, I, exactly I need to be. It's more like you have a certain set of skills, then don't do it by yourself. Team up with other people and tell them this is what I can do. Maybe we could do something about it. You you might notice on the first day we actually had a brainstorming session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And aside from the purpose of brainstorming ideas, it's also to get people to talk to each other. Maybe those people who don't have a team can, can get a team. Can get a team. So it uh, it has a lot of purpose. Uh-huh. So it's that. So if you have a certain set of skills, you could cook like your chef. You could only cook. Maybe you could. <laughs> no, no, that's a bad, that's a bad example. But, Yes. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I was thinking more in general, like outside the game jam. What if someone is inspired to make a game but does not exactly know where to start? It's easy enough to Google it. Yeah, right. Totally, actually. Honestly, honestly, right. I mean, it's not that hard anymore. If you are a person who has zero knowledge and you want to look into games, it's just one Google search away. One YouTube video away. One YouTube, YouTube video. Exactly. It's uh-huh. one YouTube video away. I always say that the kids nowadays are really, really lucky because they have their tutorials. Mm-hmm. Back Back in my day, <laughs> I had to borrow day. a book. No, I, I <laughs> had to check it out, like try it out for myself. And so, fail horribly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a funny experience where I, I wanted to make my own game. Okay. So I do know how to code. Uh-huh. So I, I do know how to make websites. I really wanted to make a game. So I set out to make a Tetris game using the skills that I know. And it it kind of, it was very difficult because I did not know how to structure a game, but I, I was forced to learn by myself that's why I said that the kids nowadays are really lucky because you don't know how to do things just google it YouTube it YouTube uh, it and they will tell you exactly what you need to know there's right. tutorials for everything these days everything like changing in- diapers <laughs> changing diapers step yeah. one grab baby yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to basic uh-huh. <laughs> but like okay we live in a golden age of education in my opinion yeah. I mean like a lot of people are still sticking to the traditional educational system yeah. people are still going to schools and shit like that but on the side of that, there's just so much information at our fingertips these days that for me, you have no excuse as long as you have access. Yes. You have no excuse. You to can- not get... If yeah, you, to if, not learn. Yeah, to not learn. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so just to build off Aris's question a while ago, mm-hmm. something that I ask most of my guests, to someone just starting out, just starting out like um, game development, like has an interest in games and things like that. I mean, Aris already asked this, how do you start? But like, what kind of advice would you personally give someone who is just starting out in video games? Seek out other developers. Mm. Seek. I okay. Mean, seek out the community if there's a community because we can always help you out if you want to start out. I mean, we might not be able to answer everything, but at least we can be able to guide you, you in the right yeah, direction. In the right direction. For sure. Oh, you heard that, Aris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been getting inquiries not just from students, not just from kids. Uh-huh. Yes, there are kids, but also from professionals who are in a different industry uh-huh. who are looking into. Yeah, you could see that games are a big thing. Exactly. Even grandmas play. 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of professionals from different industry are kind of looking into it. Well, maybe I can make a game. Most of them are interested in games themselves, and they're like thinking, maybe I could make a game myself. And there are a lot of stories from developers who were from a different background who actually tried to learn online, and they sought out other developers, they sought out the community, and now they're one of the most active members. Ah, you heard that, Aris. Now you said a while ago you have an interest in games. What are you gonna do about it? Maybe we not to put you in the hot seat or anything. But you, you, you keep telling me that you love games. Yeah, I really do. But you feel stuck. Yeah, like I guess my suggestion for you though is to maybe start small. Ah. You know how to code because you're in IT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of resources out there where you can just make a simple Tetris game, like what I did. Ah. I started with Tetris, something small like ping pong. Ah. Because of course it's different. Like when you're working on enterprise software, it's a different mentality entirely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that you know how to code; that you already know how to make games. There's a different like there's graphics, there's timing, there's there's all that other there's stuff. Sound that, that usually you don't really bother mm-hmm. with enterprise software. Mm-hmm. So it's always that it's always research. If you really want to make a game, just research on it. There's tons of stuff available online. Gaming is a layered endeavor. Yeah. Um. That's why it's a team based thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. not everyone can bring everything to the table. Goddamn yeah, it. Because yeah, yeah. like one guy that can do the music, the coding, some the art, everything. Some people can. Yeah. Some, some people some can. Some miracle but, men out there, like for example. But that's not the, Zune. That's, that's exception. <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. Zune. Mm-hmm. There's there's Phil Fish. There's, yeah. yeah there's Phil yeah, Fish. Yeah. He, he went a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that. Yeah. Fez is a great game though. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, not to put you on the spot there, but like that's one of the reasons why I like to have Aris on the show <laughs> because okay. like he's very passionate about games, but like take some steps man yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easy it's easy it's but easy. yeah like I'm gonna take that advice to heart thing you said earlier like seek out other developers because mm-hmm. like honestly I think that's one of the things that I am lacking people like, don't other... realize how big of a help it is another's perspective like a fresh perspective yeah, yeah. really helps uh-huh. it really does oh oh Aris a Robin developer <laughs> yeah, you, you could um, you could ask anyone here right now um, mind I... if I take a bit of your time <laughs> even no. though it's less than 20 no, 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 hours no 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 you stay here like sadly sadly we actually have to leave early the second day of the game jam yeah. huh? but we will be here tomorrow as well yeah so this is the second day of the game jam we have been speaking with mr carlo over here it has been a very enjoyable conversation yeah i've been enjoying it uh, we've been talking about the global game jam how you got into gaming how you got into developing all the stuff you've learned throughout the years thank you for talking with us it's thank been a you great thank you, thank time you. is there anything you want to plug exactly it says here that you have a personal site at accidental rebel what is that oh well that's my personal site wherein I put up all my side projects okay right. yeah because yes I do have a day job it's my company but I from time to time sometimes I, I just want to make games uh-huh. of course for myself uh-huh. and just really small games and this is where I place all of those games so accidental rebel accidental rebel dot com dot com okay yes. so if you want to find Carlos stuff you can find it at accidental rebel Dot com. Yeah. And is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, like, there's mindcakegames.com, right? Mindcakegames.com, correct. Okay, there's mindcakegames.com and there's accidentalrebel.com. You can find Carlos' stuff there. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, IGDA Manila. IGDA uh-huh. Manila, yeah. the sure organizers to, of this event. Yeah, be sure to check out our Facebook page if you are remotely interested mm-hmm. in game development. We have a really big community, around 3,000 people strong. We have their monthly events for game developers, for big 
beginners and the professionals alike. So if you're interested, drop by, sign up, and uh, maybe ask a question. Is there anything we can, can follow, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that kind of stuff? Yeah, you could just search for it. I actually don't know the exact <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, I'll look it up, and I'll put it in the description of this episode. Thank you very much. Okay, so IGDA Manila. Manila. I'll look for the Facebook. I'll plaster it in the description. Please. And um, is there anything else? Yeah, I'm uh, for any game developers out there who are already making games, I actually would like to encourage you guys to actually volunteer if you feel that the community is actually growing and you feel that you can actually do something to improve it some more uh-huh. then we at IGD Manila are open to volunteers so maybe with your help we could be able to make much more awesome events like this one awesome we've been having a blast here I mean like not to say that it's a slow day here at day two but like <laughs> everybody's just, serious <laughs> I just don't wanna like I'm supposed to be roaming around interviewing people but I just don't wanna I don't bother think you can them. I don't yeah, yeah can. exactly I mean like everyone's I, so zoned out and... yeah I mean like it's 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 a lot more quiet today yes and like you warned me about this actually. <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> it's gonna be I quiet did. today that's why I took the chance to interview you today yes but like this event has been just so much fun and like I wish the IGDA and like the game jam community the whole gaming industry here in the Philippines all the luck I mean like I started this podcast just wanting to talk about the shit I like yeah and I've met so many people within the gaming industry here in the Philippines that I didn't even know about yeah, yeah. to start with so that's pretty amazing any words from you guys before we finish up well I'm just saying like thank you for the thank advice you. first <laughs> and then like this has been a very emotional episode yeah. For yeah. <laughs> and I actually look forward to like the future events as well of IGDA yeah yeah if you can you could seek me out and maybe I could um, give you some tips I'll take your word on it no problem no problem right. there are a lot of people actually message me people who I don't even know oh, oh man me. oh funny story there's this uh, one guy here who actually messaged me years ago asking about game development. Okay. All right. He got on my site, he contacted me using my contact form, and he was asking questions, and I actually answered all of his questions. Uh-huh. Now, he's a board member at IGDA Manila. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> That's always a nice story, yeah, yeah, yeah. huh? So, so he's, he's now a part of the IGDA Manila. He's been volunteering, and he's actually been making games as well. Oh, that's so, super cool. Yeah. So, like, anyone, as long as you have the interest, and as long as you put in the work, yep. you can become what you want yeah for sure okay so we've had a wonderful time thank you for spending some time with thank us you very here much, to guys. talk and i can't wait to like edit together all of this stuff from the global game yeah. jam it has been an awesome time and we can't wait to see you again day three yeah so let's wrap up thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of a meal in the morning at night and if you're like me thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening and to the rest of you people out there a good night we're good wrap thank good. You. it's all good <laughs> You know, had a pretty fun day at Game Jam Day 2. I mean, like, I didn't get to talk to as many people as I did during Day 1, but... I learned a lot. <laughs> I just learned a lot. Come on, man. That interview, that interview. Yeah, it really, really touched yeah, my, our, my our, kokoro. <laughs> our talk with right. Sir Carlo has touched Aris's kokoro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, like, day two is like, not that it's slow. We said this during the interview a while ago. It's not slow. Everyone is just busy working on their game. So I kind of don't want to bother them. Best of luck to them, though. Best of luck to everyone here at the Global Game Jam Day 2. Uh, we have to take our leave early because we have another event to go to. But yeah, I... I can't wait to see the results of this on day three. We will be returning tomorrow to check out the games they have produced and just like, you know, just be a part of this event. That nice one, Aris. Nice.
Alright, that's it for day two of the Global Game Jam. Next week, I'll be putting up the coverage for the final day. I also have more interviews with the people there, so that should be happening too. Really awesome getting to know all the cool people there. Here's to catching up with all of the content on my editing docket. Oh man, I'm two episodes behind or something. Anyways, that was another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash a meal in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at at Emil Tang on Twitter. That's at E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it over to emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Um, last week I kind of messed up. I said Emil in the morning at night at gmail.com, but no, send it over to Emil in the morning at gmail.com. Once again, thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening. And to the rest of you people out there, a good night.